Welcome to the Courageous Entrepreneur Show. I'm your host, Winnie Anderson. This is the show that helps you break through to create the abundant business and joyful life that you want and so richly deserve. My guests and I share insight and information that helps you break free from the fears, doubts, and limiting beliefs that have caused you to underachieve, underearn, and have limited your success. In this episode, I want to talk about the fact that each of us goes through a variety of challenges as we move through our lives from childhood through adulthood. Each of us then deals with those challenges and they leave us with emotional and psychological wounds that can vary from superficial scratches to deep cuts. How we respond to those situations is unique to each of us and what one person may feel is not a big deal could be felt by another person to be a profound wound. And over time, the accumulation of small wounds that are unaddressed could result in a deep emotional injury, often without our even realizing it. And the strategies that we adopt to deal with these circumstances that are profoundly hurtful, including losing a job, getting divorced, being a victim of crime, chronic bullying, and many more can eventually become ineffective and actively hold us back when we're out on our own as independent professionals. In this episode, you're going to meet my friend and colleague, Nancy Philpott. Nancy is a registered nurse, a hypnotherapist, and an emotional health strategist and coach. She's the chief transformation officer at HeartSync Wellness Center and she's founder of the Emotional Resilience Challenge and Emotional Resilience Academy. Nancy's specialty is helping nurses, health professionals, military service members, caregivers, and their family members to recognize, prevent, and recover from post-traumatic stress disorder, compassion fatigue, and burnout. Listen in as Nancy and I discuss what trauma is and why it's different for each person how the brain processes trauma, how trauma can impact our ability to interact with the world, how being a witness to trauma can impact you, symptoms that could indicate that you've got unresolved trauma issues that are interfering with your goal achievement, and suggestions to get you started on breaking free and breaking through. Now, keep in mind that We're going to be speaking in big terms here. We're not doctors and we're not giving medical advice. This episode is designed to educate and inform. So if you think you've got an issue and you need professional help, contact a local healthcare professional. And if you feel you're at the end of your rope right now, dial 911. It's courageous and brave to reach out for help. Now, be sure to stick around to the end of the interview where I'll share your reflection exercise and your action step for this episode. All right, Nancy, thanks so much for joining me today. So let's just dive right in here and and start, you know, not pulling any punches and start talking about this. And one of the things that I, I love to do is to make sure that we're all on the same page and especially with terms of what we're going to be talking about today. I think there's a lot of confusion, misunderstanding. So let's start by talking about trauma specifically, because that's a really big, broad term. Do you want to take a stab at defining that? Okay, sure, Winnie. Trauma, 
really is a relative term. And so what's traumatic for you may not be traumatic for me, vice versa. But in terms of big trauma that can cause um, significant um, events following the trauma, car accidents, uh, sexual assault, child abuse, um, divorce, there really are lots of life experiences that we all go through, and and it depends on the person as to whether that becomes a traumatic experience and how they view it, their perspective on the world, and how they deal with life following the event. So anything could be a trauma. Um, because of so much in the news today about the military and military experience and, you know, bombings and all that stuff, there's a lot of um, investment in that community, but there certainly are lots of other people that have experienced trauma that are not those great big huge military events that are suffering from that experience. I think that's really well said, and I think that uh, one of the definitions that I really like, <clears throat> in addition to yours, because I think that really was very good, is uh, the one with the Mayo Clinic, and they just really say that it is any terrifying event that limits your ability afterwards to function productively in a way that you define it. So I think it does have to be a big, broad dis dis uh, definition because mm -hmm. you're right. It's, what, it's the way each of us interacts with that experience and its right. aftermath. I, I used to work for the Red Cross, and certainly living through a disaster is a traumatic event. Absolutely. From you, your house is, is on fire to you've, you've survived a flood. I know people who literally got out of their house just in the nick of time before drowning inside their home with floodwaters up to their neck. I'd say that's a traumatic event. Certainly is terrifying to me. Absolutely. And, and the, really one of the definitions um, is if you had a fear of survival, if you were afraid you weren't going to survive, yeah. that then causes the brain to do something different. And, and you know, that's certainly what we're going to talk about today. What happens yeah. to the brain in those experiences? Yeah, and and I really love and appreciate that you brought in this these life events because life events can trigger this just this fear. Of how am I going to survive? So the death of a spouse or significant other, the loss of a job. I remember my first professional job was as a recruiter in an employment agency in Philadelphia at the height of the 1980s recession. You know, I mean, please. And one of the people I interviewed was a guy who would have been my dad's age at that time had he lived and he had lost his job that he had had for decades oh. and he was sitting here talking to little me who was about 20 you know just turned 20 and he, he was really fighting back tears mm -hmm. this is a person who was truly traumatized mm -hmm. so I don't want anybody watching or listening to this to minimize their own experience. Absolutely not. If it was traumatic to you, honey, then it was traumatic. It was, for sure. So then let's talk about some of the wounds that it can leave and what exactly is 
post-traumatic stress, and, and there's the, the issue of syndrome versus disorder and all of that. But I think for just ease of use, it's PTSD, right, that we all tend to talk about. So can you really explain what that is and how that can limit our ability to, to interact with the world successfully? Sure. So, so the definition of post-traumatic stress disorder, and, and it, it, we're moving away from the term disorder to um, just talk about how your brain processes the trauma at the time it occurs. And our brains are supposed to, they're programmed to protect us. That's what it, the brain does. Um, that mid-portion of the brain and the amygdala where the survival instinct is, mm-hmm is watching all day long, trying to determine, have we been here before? And if we were here before, what did we do to protect ourselves and to, and to prevent death, essentially? When the brain is caught up in a moment and it believes that it's fighting for survival, it goes into the search and process. It's searching for a pattern. And, and it stays in that loop trying to find the answer to, how do we, how do we get out of trouble? How do we survive here? It starts a process in which the body, 50,000 hormones flood the body. It prepares the body to fight, to flee, to freeze, or just to fall apart. And, and in some situations, we can do one or the other. But the brain goes into the searching process. It's almost like I, was, I did this this morning. I turned my computer off and turned it back on to reset it. And when I clicked on something, I get that little deal that goes around in a circle, and I'm sitting there watching that circle going, this is my brain trying to figure out right. what to do next. And, I mean, it literally is that search and process. And in PTSD survivors who have experienced trauma, that brain goes into a loop and they can get caught up in that loop. They can be experiencing life while their brain is still looking for a way to survive. Something external has created a trigger and they think they're back in that experience and the brain's trying to figure out what to do next. And it really can be very debilitating. And, and because I'm a nurse, um, I'm, I'm very interested in how individuals in the healthcare profession have experienced secondary trauma, secondary PTSD, also known as compassion fatigue, because they are empathetic, caring individuals. They're taking care of individuals who are experiencing trauma, and they actually then themselves experience that trauma not as a PTSD person, but as a secondary, picking up that trauma and then carrying that trauma. And and it's amazing to me, well, the numbers are scary when you look at what the conditions are moving forward with nurses and the loss of nurses in the community and other healthcare professionals because they are in the middle of a war with Obamacare going on, trying to figure out how to give the care they need to give, and, and it's very traumatic for healthcare professionals. So, yeah, went down a different path. I was not anticipating I'd go down yet, but that's, that's what, all right. Yeah. And again, I think that's a beautiful example of how trauma is really insidious. Absolutely. Trauma is something that does not happen. Only when you have a car accident, only right. when you have a fire in your house, only when you are a survivor of, of a violent crime. Trauma happens. There's a book that I think is actually called Everyday Trauma, and, and it speaks to that, you know, you're witnessing yep. traumatic events, and 
you know, if you are a natural human, that is going to impact you in some way. And whether or not it becomes debilitating or not, a lot of factors in play. And I think that the healthcare or, you know, the healthcare professions, along with any kind of emergency responder, that sort of thing, you know, it, it makes total sense to think about, oh, my God, these people are witnessing trauma every single day. Mm-hmm. and have to figure out some way to make sense of it right. in order to navigate their own lives. And the, and the truth is, our brains all operate the same. Our brains operate the same, so it, it's programmed to do the same thing. Our life experiences then set us up for how that survival searching process occurs and where it goes back to, which experience it goes back to to choose what to do next, for right. sure. So let's talk about just some of the ways that somebody can recognize that they may have an issue. And, uh, you know, just a disclaimer here, we're not playing doctors. We're not, you know, nothing that we say is going to replace getting, talking to a professional, getting care if, if that's what you require at this particular point in your life. So this information is really just designed to help educate you and help you really think about what you're going through and make some decisions about yourself. Okay. So, okay. So back to our regular programming. So let's talk then about, like I said, how can we recognize that, okay, we had some issues in the past. We all have, and now maybe I have some ineffective strategies, disempowering strategies as as I like to refer to them that are, getting in the way of achieving our goals and having a thriving, successful daily life. Can you talk about how that plays itself out? Sure. So the common, the common, let's call them symptoms, the common things that individuals who are experiencing trauma or have experienced trauma, um, they have trouble sleeping, they have, or they have trouble falling asleep or staying asleep. They may have, an easy time going to sleep, but they can't but keep waking up. Um, irritability. Anger is one of the really significant things that we see in individuals that are experiencing post-traumatic stress. Mm-hmm. Um, outburst of anger, irritability. They have trouble staying focused. They can't get things done. It feels like their brain just runs around in circles. It's in a loop, and it, and it gets caught up in a searching process, trying to find the answers. And so they're, um, they may lose weight, they may gain weight, they may have too much behaviors, they may begin to drink or smoke or have sexual experiences, or they may have too little behaviors. They sit on the couch, they become sluggish and don't do things. So really it's about, is this what your normal behavior, behavior is? Have you seen a shift in that behavior? And is what you're doing working? Or not. If it's not working, I mean, then you got to take a look at if you're trying and trying and trying and, and it's still not working and you're not accomplishing your goals, then you got to take a look and back up at your psychology, your strategy, and, and what's going on. Yeah, and, and those symptoms or representations are so similar to the representations for other things, it's why it might really help to sit down with somebody and really sort all of this out. And I guess then ultimately part of it is, can you trace this back 
to some type of trauma? Did it, you know, is it really post? Did right. you go through some experience or set of experiences and, and that then triggered this particular reaction, as you said, which was a great example of the brain is, is trying to make sense of this. And also know that something could be what to others might seem insignificant, but to you is this is literally the straw that broke that camel's back and it just sends you over the edge. And I'll just give my, use myself as an example. So I am an adult survivor of child abuse. And I'm also a survivor of boss abuse, in, in my opinion, just because I've worked with so many abusive bosses. So without really realizing that, you know, and, and figuring, oh, I've dealt with that and I'm so mature and, you know, and I'm so aware, then the accident happened. Mm -hmm. And so that's its own brand of trauma. Absolutely. And I have so many, you know, so now I do literally have a traumatic brain injury, and there were so many issues in there that got scrambled up and you know I describe it to people as your brain is a filing cabinet you know imagine somebody took all the drawers out dumped all the files and smeared them all around and then just threw them in different drawers yep. that's what having a brain injury is like so so somehow that seemed to rattle the cage of my past and my memories and a lot of the child abuse memories and emotional trauma really just seem to come flooding back to me, which I think is a fairly common kind of situation for people who are experiencing post-traumatic stress, right? Yeah. And, and because I do, by trade, I'm a hypnotherapist, what, what your brain does is is every day, all day long, it's already doing that searching process. It's already doing that. It's how it knows what to do. We, we learn to do something new, and our brain creates an autopilot program so it can run that when it's time to run that program. Otherwise, we'd never get anything done. But when a trauma occurs and it starts that searching process and literally gets stuck, it opens that file in every trauma that you've ever experienced in all the feelings and associated thoughts and all that come out, and it's just, I call it leaking out. You just start leaking out all over. Um, two things that you said that I think are really important, specifically for the entrepreneurs on the call today, mm -hmm. um, because I have experienced post-traumatic stress and, uh, and have experienced compassion fatigue as a nurse because I took care of people with a number of traumas. Um, what I know as an entrepreneur is that some of the behaviors that I have, and I'm going to call him, I'm going to call them overachieving, overdoing, overcaring. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in the entrepreneurial world, world today, we get the message: get all your stuff away free, give it away free. And so we're really trying hard to do this and do that, and um, and and a lot of us working independently without additional help. We get stuck in that loop where we just give and give and give and give and give until we get worn out. For a lot of survivors of trauma, early trauma in life, who are entrepreneurs as well, I often talk to people who are not putting themselves out, who are not doing the marketing, who are not talking to people, who are afraid to express about the products or services they they are working, 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 creating, 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 but they never put themselves out there. 
And so what I want to say to that group of people, because hello, um, what I discovered in working with individuals like that, when you're a little bitty kid and you get the message, don't tell anybody or I'll kill you, mm-hmm. that loop continues to play in your head. And, and I know I've talked to lots of entrepreneurs who are survivors of all kinds of abuse who have not even recognized that that program's running. And for me to tell people I experienced that and it's really important to know that is a behavior that you may not ever be aware of, you may not even recognize, it prevents you from putting yourself out there. If that's the case, um, it's time to do something about it. <clears throat> right, right. So I think that this, it is a spectrum for entrepreneurs who have, who are survivors of some type of trauma. Yeah. Our, our background specifically is in, in abuse and mine, unfortunately, physical trauma as well. But there are certainly those adverse childhood experiences, right, where you've lived in a home that was dysfunctional in some way, you experienced lack, uh, loss, you know, my, my father died when I was 14, so we were plunged from middle class into probably pretty close to poverty, mm-hmm. um, and that's a trauma. Yes. So, so yes, I think this is a, a great discussion and example of how all of these things can trigger these issues. And then, yes, you, you, you know, you said something that I thought was great too, that there's this hypervigilance, but then there's this almost low level, I'm not going to take any action because I'm in almost self-preservation mode and I'm going to self-soothe and anesthetize myself and I won't take risks because that could expose me to some kind of hurt. So this really gets down to feelings of uh, you know, low self-worth. I'm undeserving, I'm unworthy, and I'm unloved and unlovable. And, and so let me also throw in this piece of it, because I think it's so significant. Um, most trauma survivors, or a lot of trauma survivors, who experience trauma in early childhood and get stuck in that perspective, mm-hmm. blame themselves. And so right. the shaming and the blaming is a pattern as well. And it's a, it's a pattern that shows up with lots of entrepreneurs who take a risk to put themselves out there to, to sell a product or service that doesn't sell like they hoped it would, maybe for lots of different reasons. And so they get into a pattern of shaming and blaming. I should have known. I couldn't do it, blah, 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 blah. Right. It's that that shaming, blaming pattern, that's another piece that's really a big piece that leads to the feeling of unworthiness. Right. And and it starts way back there a long time ago. Yeah, and it's insidious. And, yeah, and, yeah it, it, I, and I think back to that definition that you gave, if it is actively holding you back from achieving your goals, at some point you have to recognize that it's not that you need this bright, shiny object. It's not that you need to take this course that, you know, the the guru swears is just what you need. It's not that you, so if you see this pattern, again, that word pattern, you see this pattern of behavior where you buy something and don't take action on it. Or you take limited action, but don't take the big action, and you're not really putting yourself out there, then there's a reason for that. And I think that we each then have to face that and decide, 
is this something that I want to overcome? Is it something I need to work around? And is it something that I just need to find a new, a whole new model to, to be able to get over this hurdle? Yeah, and, and there's three terms that I hear a lot with individuals that I work with. People come to me and say, you're my last resort. I, I'm not sure if I have a fear of failure or I have a fear of success, but I think one of those is holding me back. And I keep sabotaging myself. So if you talk to yourself about self-sabotage or fear of success or fear of failure, and you have those conversations on a frequent basis, stop and, and, and take a look. Is there a pattern that you can trace? Is there something that you notice that you keep doing or not doing? Right. That's an indicator that you need to... Take a look at that and re, I mean, it takes 21 days to create a new pattern. It doesn't, it's not hard. Your brain knows how to do it. So it's really easy to do that. You may just need some coaching, some help, somebody to help guide you, or, or at least a coach to look like they're in the stand watching you run down the field to get to the finish line and you keep turning around going the wrong way. Somebody can help you tweak that and you can create a new pattern. It's easy to do to become really competent unconsciously at your new pattern. Yeah, and and but it does require focus. It yeah. does require awareness and acceptance and, and calling it what it is yeah. and then being brave enough to say, you know, I'm made as hell, I'm not going to take it anymore. I'm not going to let the past hijack my future Absolutely. anymore. I'm just not going to do that. And so, yeah, I think that's that's really great advice. Um, so I think that just to wrap this whole thing up, I think that what we've tried to do here is help people recognize what PTSD is, that it grows out of trauma, trauma as you experience it, and it then manifests itself as we you know, as we age and as we start, you know, I talked about how in, when I was in my accident, you wouldn't recognize that you had a problem until you tried to do something else and go, oh, this is, the, so it manifests itself. As you start pushing the envelope and putting yourself out there, the, your brain will just go, oh, hold on there. Yep. And yeah, yeah. So, and then I think you're right. Sometimes coaching helps, sometimes you know, for me, it, it was a matter of I read some books and that helped me start getting on that path. But I also recognized at some point I needed more than a coach. I needed a therapist and I had to get therapy for, for several months. So so can you can you talk and it's totally fine for you to say, no, that's too specific for each person. Can you talk about what is a, a maybe the best way to start figuring out what level of help you need or do you you know, need to start with the least invasive and then go up to the doctor? Well, um, there are people in the world that are specialists in PTSD. And so, so if you, if you A, know that you've experienced trauma um, of any kind in childhood and you've not addressed that, if you've not, not addressed that, if you've stuffed it away and it's a secret that you hadn't told anybody else, just getting that out and expressing that and it's so freeing is just amazing it may be some people that's all they need mm -hmm. <clears throat> if there is um and generally people with ptsd or trauma experiencing current active trauma or post-trauma 
begin to have trouble in their relationships because two of the things that people with trauma experience is they withdraw and they isolate themselves and they don't trust. They don't trust. They don't trust themselves and they don't trust other people. And so that begins to manifest itself in relationships. Right. <clears throat> so if somebody is experiencing that, then they may want to go um, have somebody talk with them about relationship issues. Um, I tell you, because I'm a hypnotherapist and have a practice and have done it for 10 years, um, I see much faster results with individuals who don't have a medical diagnosis of a mental illness. Hypnosis works fabulously to help people go from where they are to where they want to be in a very short period of time and then learn some new repatterning techniques. Um, and then in some cases, if you're really, um, if your life's not working and you're just at your wit's end, therapy's probably where you need to start. Just yeah. depends on where you are in the spectrum, I guess. Yep. Yeah, that's, I think that's really well said. So it really does, I think everything starts with awareness. And I think it, it takes the time for you to really sit back and say, what in the heck is going on? What aren't I able to do at the level that I want to be able to do it? And could this thing in my past be what's holding me back? And the reactions that I've developed yeah. to that that thing. Yeah. That's fantastic. Nancy, I want to thank you so much for sharing this time with me today and being so great and clear in helping us understand exactly what this is, what PTSD is, and how we can start to really recognize it within ourselves and then step out and take control of it. If folks wanted to get in touch with you and find out what else you do? How do you help people specifically? And then where can they go for more information? Perfect. I, I um, have a, a clinic in Austin, Austin, Texas area. It's called the HeartSync Wellness Center. Um, and I have two programs online. I have an emotional resilience challenge, teaching people how to, to develop emotional resilience. And then I've got Emotional Resilience Academy I'm launching in May. So awesome. contact me at the HeartSync Wellness Center or at the Emotional Resilience Challenge. Okay, outstanding, great. And thanks again for all your time. I really appreciate yeah. it and the great work you're doing. Thank you. Enjoyed it. All right, I hope you found that helpful. If you know others who would benefit from this episode, please share it with them. You can leave a comment, rate, and review this either on YouTube or on my website at winnieanderson.com slash PTSD. And you can subscribe so you can get notified of new episodes when they come out. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can subscribe on iTunes. The podcast, audio podcast of this show will launch on the first Monday in June, which in 2017 is June 4th. You can become a member of my community at winnieanderson.com and you'll get episodes emailed to you along with articles and notices of upcoming events and courses. Okay, so your reflection exercise for today. I want you to think about where you are right now and think about where you want to be and why aren't you there yet. What could possibly be holding you back? What has been holding you back? You know, I worked with a coach several years ago who told me that I cognitively knew what to do, but for some reason, I wasn't doing it. 
and she really nailed me. It took me a lot of years to figure out exactly what the problem was and what I was doing that was actively holding me back and why, if I knew what I needed to do, why wasn't I doing it? Don't let that happen to you. You've waited long enough, haven't you? You've waited long enough to be, do, and have all of the things that you want and that you deserve. So I want you to really think through what you know to do but that you haven't actually done. And I want you to listen to what you're telling yourself. Okay, so your action step for today is to start tracking your goals and your activity so you can spot the patterns in your behavior and recognize what's going on. You might find yourself chronically overscheduled, for example, like I did when I started tracking these things, and I realized my need for approval and need to be liked was actually causing me to overschedule myself because I was just saying yes to everything and I wasn't taking into consideration my own work, the volume of things I had to do. So this is also where I think being part of a supportive community can really help you. Supportive, like-minded people who are working to achieve their own goals, who are consciously tracking their own activities. If you'd like to learn more about joining my Entrepreneur Achievers Club, you can go to winnieanderson.com slash achievers with an S at the end. Now, remember, if, you've liked, if you like what you've seen and heard here, please share the episode with your contacts, clients, and colleagues so uh, they can get this information as well. And be sure to subscribe on YouTube, on iTunes once the podcast launches, or join my community at winnieanderson.com, and you'll get everything emailed right to you every week. You'll also get information, tips, and resources to help you break free from fears and doubts and break through to achieve the success you dream of and you so richly deserve. Remember, you're capable of so much more than you think you are.